All right. Uh, our pleasure now to talk a little bit about the commercials, the winners, the losers, the in-betweens. David Schwab joins us via the Ballyhoo's guest line, via uh, with us up in the D.C. area from Octagon, specializing in celebrity and brand marketing. You can give him a follow at David underscore Schwab on the X. And David, I do this a lot after uh, Super Bowls and big events. We li- I-, I love to bring him on with his expertise. David, great to talk to you as always. How you doing? Ready to get into it. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, well, we're just talking to some callers earlier about what was good and what wasn't so good. Um, what What do you think got the biggest buzz from uh, last night's Super Bowl in terms of the commercials? I think the one with the biggest buzz was Dunkin' Donuts. They just brought in everybody. Uh, you don't expect Brady to show up and, and certainly Matt Damon to show up. The, the idea of any commercial that has J-Lo, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Tom Brady... Fat Joe uh, was clever. And if they want, they're going to sell a ton of T-shirts that say, how do you like them donuts? I just thought that was really, really good. But the cost, Scott, of that ad, yeah. oh, my gosh, yeah. $7 million for the 30 seconds. Each one of those people is, call it 2 to $5 million. So you're in a $25-plus-million 30-second spot. I, I appreciate at least today they started selling those outfits. They've got new items being sold at Dunkin' Donuts. So there's a payoff. There's a reason to extend the marketing campaign, even if you use them or don't use them. Yeah, they definitely, as you said, they got a lot out of it with uh, with Tom Brady. So it's two commercials for Tom Brady last night, too, if I'm counting correctly, right? It was also the Bet MGM one as well. Yeah, what's your, what's your take on an MGM ad with Wayne Gretzky? Where does Wayne Gretzky fit in that ad? Yeah, that was the interesting. Head-scatcher to me. Yeah, that was interesting because, again, hockey's not exactly a big betting sport <laughs> compared to some of the others. But I guess they were just trying to say, you know, have all the great ones. I mean, if they would have Michael Jordan in it, I probably would have understood it better. But you're right. It is kind of probably lost on a lot of the public at this point, sadly. Yeah. I just think there are better athletes without even thinking through. But correct. Hockey is not a betting sport. Uh, just an unusual play for me there. What did you think so of them? The other funny thing, yeah. how about Dan Marino was in two? Yeah, Dan Marino was in the messy commercial, I was going to say. And he was in, uh, forgetting the other one. What was the other one he was in? M&M's. M&M's, that's right, yeah. Second place. Yeah, the and second place. That's bingo card, Dan Marino being in two Super Bowl <laughs> spots. That's a heck of a payday for him. Yeah, no doubt. So what did you think also uh, did well? Yeah, there was, the first half was a bit of a blah. Yeah, it was. I think, our ex, I think our expectations are a little bit too much, and therefore the brands and the creative directors are trying to overdo it. And so I... Sometimes simplicity wins. One that I really like, I thought scored really well across a number of the different polling was the Kia electric car, which was just the the 10-year-old girl who was skating in front of her dad. Her granddad was ailing, couldn't get there, so they drove in the Kia out to the farm, and she just skated in front of the grandfather and grandmother, and he he wrote 10 on on the uh, frosted window. The ad wasn't it, it wasn't sophisticated at all, but because so many ads have gone so far the other way, it stands out. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I thought that there was, uh, like you said, that was kind of simplistic, but it worked. And there, there are just some commercials, as we're talking to David Schwab, longtime executive at Octagon, specializing in celebrity and brand marketing. You can follow him on Twitter at David underscore Schwab. But I, I think when you say blah, it's a good way to put it. It just felt like some of these commercials, they weren't really Super Bowl-worthy commercials. <laughs> is, that, is that such a thing? You know what I mean? Like, you see it, and you're like, they could have run that any day of the week. You know what I mean? But I get it. It's the biggest audience, but it just didn't have a lot. They didn't have a lot of, uh, a lot, a lot of juice to them. I'll give you two thoughts to that. <clears throat> Neither had a celebrity, but it's how I think about an ad on a Super Bowl. So Dove's message, yeah. playing It's a Hard Knock Life, and girls at the age of 14, 45% of them quit playing sports, not because of on-field, but for either self-awareness, self-being self-conscious type issues. That ad is a Super Bowl-type message, but to me, if they don't now put millions behind that initiative and actually change that stat in the future, then that's pure marketing shtick. And then on the flip to that, look at that ad for Tamu, Temu, T E M U, that scored terribly. Yes. Everywhere. They ran three ads, $21 million. They ran two ads post game. So they probably spent. 25 to $30 million just in ad fees. Creatively, everyone hated it. I would love to look six months from now. It wouldn't surprise me if it's the ad that had the most e-commerce or just economic gain. And so there's a difference between what we as individuals think is just a great ad because it appeals to us and which ones make business sense. You really can't tell for any of these what makes business sense until we're three, six, 12 months down the road. And did sales increase? Did brand awareness increase? Is there a recall of the ads? Right now, we're just playing water cooler conversation. We're uh, talking to David Schwab uh, from Octagon about uh, the Super Bowl ads and uh, the bigger winners last night here. Scott Jackson, Joe Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. Joins us via the Ballyhoo's guest line. Now, one of the other ones that I thought was was funny, and I, I don't know, you know, if BMW needs to be funny, but it was kind of surprising that BMW was funny, right? With Christopher Walken, I, I just didn't. That's not what I had expected for a BMW ad. I mean, is that me, or did it feel very out of the box for a BMW ad? I just thought it. You know, it felt out of the box for BMW, yeah. and felt different for Christopher Walken too. Yes, uh, and the timing of that was if I recall, either leading into Usher's performance or coming out of, yeah. you know, late second quarter, early third, because Usher was in that too. Uh, but I like the ads where some of these stars that you just do not expect to show up are self-deprecating and it humanizes them. You, you wish some of these actors would do this. It's almost like they've been given this freedom to do it at the Super Bowl, but then they're scared to do it the other 11 months and 30 days a year, which is always surprising to me because these are the conversations or commercials that people have conversations about. That was, so yeah, that's a, that's a little bit different. I heard your last caller talking about Carl Weathers. Yeah. Uh, yes. Rest in peace, Apollo and FanDuel three, three actual characters or actors from Rocky three last night. Sylvester Stallone was on for Paramount and promoting his his reality show with his family, the Carl Weathers FanDuel one, and Mr. T 
for Skechers. Yes. No T in Skechers. That was awesome. Yeah. Anytime you can work Mr. T in, I'm 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 all for it. But that I, I did that did get me excited. I thought the Uber Eats with Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer, obviously at the end of it was was very clever. Uh, and funny, although I, I really don't know what the forgetting thing had to do with anything. But anyway, I, I'm, I've already forgotten about it. I just thought that part of it because was funny. But I always like when when musicians or actors like Jelly Roll is in that, uh, or Post Malone is singing before, and half the country is watching this person for the first time, having no idea who they are or what they do. I mean, watching Post Malone sing in the sport coat and a little bit of a, a country jewelry. You have a lot of people over 50 in this country are thinking Puss Malone's a country star that has grills on his teeth, uh, which is always funny, but go back to your Uber Eats, Scott. There's an ad and you can, you could still probably find it from last week. They've had Uber Eats had to tweak the ad the day before the commercial ran because there were lines in there that, upset people about peanut allergies wow so that happens that happens with the with the pre-release of some of the ads too is yes they want to take advantage of the super bowl buzz but they're also using it to test and trial because they're sitting on hours of content from the filming and if they have to make the last minute switch they do that's what uber eats did that is interesting that they had to do that. Uh, David Schwab, Octagon, we're here with us uh, talking about uh, the Super Bowl. Um, I always like to ask you this. I mean, I don't know if it's possible for these guys to, I don't know, make more money off the field, but I guess, it, you know, there's only one way to go up, right? I mean, Patrick Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey, we always talk about the winners after these games. I mean, is there more out there for the two of them, you know, off yet another Super Bowl? Both of those guys have the ability to do whatever they want. Yeah. The, the inbound opportunities each will have for cash deals, equity deals, ownership deals, uh, it, it will be countless. And they each just have to sit with their family and their business teams to determine which ones to do if they choose to do them or not do them. I mean, Patrick, State Farm, Subway, Coors Light, Head & Shoulders, his own sunglasses, part minority owner of the Royals and the local soccer team in town. What time is it now? It's a little after five o'clock. He and Brittany and kids are, I think the parade at Disney started 12 minutes ago. So they're already there. And then they got to race back to Kansas city for the parade. He's an investor in Olipop, Travis all over TV this fall, TV ads with Experian, Pfizer, Campbell's soup with his brother has jumped into subway part of Lowe's. So these guys have, uh, it, it's really a question of how much they enjoy doing it. And in business opportunities, do they request three days of time or one hour for a production day? So often the decisions aren't based on money, but it's do I use the product? Do I like the product? Is the message right? And how much time is it going to take? Because for the A-level celebrity time, often matters more than anything else. They have the finances and they have the ability to choose brands, but which are not going to take them away from their profession or their family. Yeah. I mean, at that level, you're right. I mean, it's really pick and choose at this point. Um, this got a texter said, Oh yeah, the Dunkin' Donut suits are already sold out on their website. Oh my goodness. Are now, you s- so let's take that. 
wow. how many were sold, how many were made, right? right. That, that's one of those. Sure. If, if I'm the if I'm Duncan, I made a hundred of them, sure. so that they would intentionally sell out. They'd go on eBay. Somebody buys one on eBay, pick a number, $1,000. That turns into a CNBC story tomorrow. And just let the story keep going. Nothing would be worse than having sitting on extra inventory of those Duncan suits. So I'm sure it was a limited quantity. Yeah, that's a good um, point. Meant, meant to sell out for the next story. Um, but, yeah, we live in a, we live in a, collector, a collector's world. But let's talk about the others that could become stars. And that really comes down to a Christian McCaffrey and a Brock Purdy in time. Okay. Brock Purdy right now is the young, innocent kid, last pick draft, last player drafted. He's got a local TV deal with Toyota, but that's about it. He's fighting uphill in the Bay Area with some superstars in football and in basketball. And nationally, you've got some new quarterbacks that are taking a lot of that attention from Josh Allen and Burrow and Dak Prescott has been there, and certainly Patrick Mahomes. McCaffrey's the interesting one. Some could argue he's the best player in football right now. Uh, and he does not have a ton of marketing business. Some, and I think those opportunities will come in the near future. But just like the others, he'll have to choose what to do. But he's the one that will have the most upside coming out of this game, even if their team lost. Interesting. I'll be interested to see if we see him in more spots. All right. Uh, David Schwab, always enjoy your insights from Octagon. David underscore Schwab on the X. Longtime executive there at Octagon. And again, specializes in celebrity and brand marketing. Thanks uh, for your insights, as always, my friend. Anytime. Be well. All right. You too. David Schwab via the Ballyhoo's guest line. Good enough to give us some insights there. Yeah, I could see Purdy definitely uh, jumping into some of these ads soon. Could you see him doing Chunky Soup? I could see him doing Chunky Soup. That would be interesting. See his parents out there. You know, there's always like a different, they always like try to change up the Chunky Soup. Although, I don't know, man. It seems like McVeigh's hogging that Chunky Soup thing, it feels like, over these last few years. Yeah, it means, although I think that Purdy strikes me as more of a Pepperidge Farm type guy. (laughs) I could see that. Oh, man. So, thank Mike in Williamsburg gave us the information on the Dunkin' Donuts suit. Uh, He says he's got a friend that lives in Boston that did order one. Not surprised. I mean, look, those are great. Like, that's a Halloween costume. Just asking to be made. I mean, to be worn, I should say. As somebody who lived in New England for a long time. Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts pretty serious. Yeah, no, it is serious. It is serious. It's like it's like you Pennsylvanians take Wawa. Which we know, uh-huh. is, which we know is way better than Dunkin' Donuts. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so you I, can say that here. I, I do. Feel, I love Wawa. <laughs> I, I'm from Virginia, and I've loved Wawa. I've loved Wawa taking over the state. It is my yeah, favorite. I'm not mad at it. Uh, it's great. Uh, by the way, Mike says Taylor Swift selling too many Kelsey jerseys for the Chiefs to trade him. Yeah, it's not happening. All right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. Let's get to some game balls and some lame balls. We continue here. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, ninety four point one. We are brought to you by. By Larry King Law. And we're brought to you by Larry King Law. Thanks again to David Schwab for joining us. By the way, uh, Texter tells me that Sheets is also from Pennsylvania. Did you know that? So Sheets I did not and know Wawa, both, no. two of the big uh, gas station slash food, coffee joints, uh, both from PA. They're from Altoona, Sheets. Wawa's first location was Folsom, Pennsylvania. Uh, I do know that. And they, they've taken over South Jersey as well in the Delaware Valley area. So. Anyway, yeah, I, I'm more of a Wawa guy. Sheets is fine. I don't, I don't dislike Sheets, but uh, I'm more, I'm more Team Wawa on Look, that front. The voice of the Monarchs himself, Ted Alexander, mm-hmm. is a big 
Sheets guy. Like if, if there was a Sheets jumpsuit, really? Ted Alexander would own one. Interesting. I'm just saying. I just don't think he's been to enough Wawa's personally. But uh, anyway, uh, boy, big breaking news. Did you have this in the update? Mitchell Trubisky has been released by the Steelers. Really? Yeah. Why would you do that right this second? Yeah, that's that's Something very bad weird. about to come out. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and Trubisky doesn't strike you as that kind of guy, does he? I don't know. It's just literally Adam Schefter's tweeting it now. Like, why that do you is, do this on? That like, is very, maybe there was something with this weird. contract where they had to cut him so many days after the season start ended or pick up an option. It's got to be a contra- contractual thing, I would suspe- suspect. Anyway, yeah, it was this Adam Schefter, not the fake Adam Schefter either. Isn't worth ten point seven million dollars. That's million uh, it's kind of bizarre. All right, let's get to game balls. I mean, this is pretty obvious i mean there's a lot of chief side of this but um let's start with uh the captain obvious um patrick mahomes (laughs) what what else can you give this guy he's got everything he can be choosy about his commercials he just went to disneyland with his wife and kids uh he again he's in every commercial already he can do whatever he wants at this point he's trying to go for a three-peat he says that's what's exciting him and again it's rare that the players live up to the big contracts after they get them, right? And you say, oh, they're definitely worth it because this is cap crippling. But in his case, he's actually exceeding it. And, you know, they should go to the mattresses even more for this guy. But he's he's a bit of a throwback, too, because he could have probably gotten a bigger contract and done a team less friendly and been like, I don't know. I don't need to worry about that. But props to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he, he deserves all of it. He was the MVP of the Super Bowl for a reason. So game ball number one to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to go the captain obvious route to start things off, I could do that. And that's Steve Spagnola. I mean, Spag's yeah. defense, once again, yet another playoff game. And here we are talking about how amazing he did. He dialed up the pressure on Brock Purdy when he needed to at just the right times. The fact that he managed to limit Debo, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle all in the same game is absolutely yeah. insane and quite frankly even when they were cramming the ball down their throats the 49ers where they still found a way to make plays and who puts them in the position to make those plays that's their defensive coordinator so steve spagnola is my no-brainer game ball all right um yeah, a little bit more of a deep dive here i mean because look let's be honest we don't give kickers a lot of love in this world no no we don't um Man, Moody, he had the shortest-lived Super Bowl record in the history of Super Bowl records. But Harrison Butker, who is a tremendous kicker and was really, you know, those points were important. Those long kicks were important. Um, So he's got to get part of the game ball here. By the way, we had a Super Bowl, first time ever, zero kickoff returns. Wow, that's right. That's true. And the commissioner just had this big spiel about how he wants – more kickoff returns, you know, to come back. And now we had zero in the football game. One of the kicks at the freaking crossbar. Yes. In the game. And that's that's just <laughs> that was Butker. That's yeah. crazy to me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so I'm going Harris and Butker for the uh, second game ball from the game. All righty, I'll go I'll go special teams on another route. Now I'll go with Leo Chanel, oh, the guy that was credited yeah. for blocking that extra yeah. point because Chennault. you don't block that extra point. Uh, we yeah. I don't know what kind of conversation we're having today. I'm not saying it's the biggest play of the game, but it certainly makes thing you know cranks up the degree of difficulty a little bit. Yeah. Maybe the blood pressure goes up a little bit higher. And I don't know if he's the one that actually blocked it because it was a massive humanity in there. But he's True the that. one that they credited with the block. So for now, yeah, Leo Chanel, Chanel game ball. All right, very well done. Um, other game ball. Look, Nicole Hardman. Nobody, I mean, you went from the witness protection program of the New York Jets without Aaron Rodgers and, you know, a headless horse of a quarterback situation to back to Kansas City, 
Uh, whether he blacked out or not after the touchdown, I think is irrelevant. <laughs> I mean, makes the play. I mean, all year we've been talking about, oh, these Chiefs receivers, they make all these mistakes, they can't catch the ball, these kind of things. And, of course, Hardman had the fumble, remember, in the game against Buffalo yep. that could have been costly, but it wasn't. And, um, you know, came through last night. The guy was genuinely just overjoyed with the moment. And uh, so props to him. So he will get the other game ball for making, obviously, the game-winning touchdown with Patrick Mahomes. All right, I'll go outside of football a little bit and get a little Uh-oh. bit goofy with this Here, one in the game it. ball. Whoever made the decision put Usher on roller skates. <laughs> that was, I mean, I was I was just yeah. a little, you know, my wife loved the halftime yeah. show. She was dancing with the kids yeah, and yeah. she was having a good time and I'm just not a big Usher guy. Yeah. And then the whole roller skates thing came yeah. in and I was locked in. I was, locked I was in. interested. Okay. I don't know why I'm not a big roller skates guy, but that was just different and fun. So whoever made that decision gets a game ball from me. Well, it's funny you say that because I was thinking when it first started, I was like, well, this is kind of like the most standard, like, um, situation they've had and it kind of surprised me because you're in las vegas i would have thought because remember the california one they had the boxes yeah, they had a lot. and, and yeah. they had a lot of things going on people were being like the lady gaga year wasn't she like levitating above the stadium mm. then you had alicia keys coming down like out of nowhere last year was that last year no like, that was a thing it was a couple years ago who was last year last year was that was that the weekend was the weekend last year no that wasn't last year that was Alicia Keys last year right I think it was was it Alicia Keys I don't know no, they're all no, you got me all confused that, that does that that does not bode yeah. well for whoever did it last yeah, year no doubt. Super Bowl yeah because Alicia Keys was there this year too was she there this year was it last year no it wasn't Alicia Keys then who was last year I don't remember now <laughs> somebody's gonna text it Super Bowl now. 56 halftime or 57 halftime well, anyway, they had these had these levitation things going on. They had all these like people like way up. Rihanna, my, my God, it was Rihanna that was way up there, right? And so they've had this like for the last couple of years. But I thought up until this the roller skating part, there was nothing happening. Like like they had didn't do anything crazy crazy like that. And that's what it was. So it was Rihanna last year. Okay. Okay. But anyway, so yes. she, didn't she come out and that was how she revealed her pregnancy too, or something? I want to say that was. I think right. that yeah. okay. Yeah. Now it's starting to come back. The, to no, me. Snoop was not last year. It was two years ago. Snoop was two years ago. Um. Yeah, it was Rihanna. Celtic Gary, thank you. Celtic Gary, he was the first one. There you go. Thank you. We don't have any prizes how for the, you, Celtic uh, Gary. How did the uh, brisket go, Gary? Did it take 17 hours or whatever that nightmare <laughs> was? Uh, was it last? <laughs> how was your brisket? That's what I want to know. And how long did it take to make? Uh, yeah, it was Rihanna. Everybody's sitting in Rihanna now. Okay, good, good. But now, two years ago, L.A. was Snoop and Dr. Dre. Yeah. yeah that was that one. All right. Um, but yeah, no, that's a good point because I kind of thought Okay, they're not really. This is interesting because they're kind of just, you know, just doing a whole. Which, by the way, not easily because there. How many people are in that choreography? My God, uh, a it's lot. Like a lot of people. A lot. Like that's a lot of time spent practicing in those things. So anyway, uh, and then you're right when they got on skates. It was like, well, okay, this is totally different and not expected. Very different. All right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. You know, lame balls are always more fun than the game balls. <laughs> oh yeah. And I've got some. I've got some ones I want to get to uh, coming up here on the other side. We'll do that. Uh, keep You can text them in as well. Call them in. Ballyhoo's phone line, 757-687-9494. Game balls, lame balls. Hit us up uh, here on the Scott Jackson Show. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Again, brought to you by Larry King Law, James Witham, Scott, your sports center. And we are brought to you by Larry King Law. I should have mentioned, too, in the game ball side of it, James, uh, our guy Cole Christensen who's now left the Chargers. Um and gone to the Chiefs and went back-to-back Super Bowls. There you go. From uh, Nansman Suffolk. So, obviously, we know why uh, things have changed 
for the uh, Chiefs for the better since he got there. So congrats to the local product who uh, was able to, again, uh, pick up a Super Bowl ring and obviously a key member of that uh, Chiefs special teams unit. All right, lame ball time. You ready? Oh, I'm so ready. I mean, clearly, Kyle Shanahan's explanation on not just the decision, but the explanation going to the analytics guy, throwing the analytics guy. There was, I don't watch 49er football for the freaking analytics guy to put put his imprint on the game. I look for the head coach to make these decisions to the players to win the games. So get this, Andy Reid today. Andy Reid today went there. He went there um, on his Monday presser. He said, Mike Frazier, our analytics chief, he does all the work on it. He says, it can go either way, but the one thing it does is it gives you the opportunity to see what you've got to do. It comes down to uh, the scored three points. You're either got to uh, get three or a touchdown. Uh, so he said that unequivocally that Mike Frazier and him had discussed the overtime rules and strategy, and they both agreed that it's advantageous to get the ball second because you want to know what you need to do when you have the ball. Every college coach from the FCS level to the NIA to the JUCO level, not let alone the SEC and the big level, will tell you the same exact crap as well. It's not brain surgery. And the fact that a guy who has won as many games as he's had over these last several years didn't understand that, it didn't go that direction, and then told us his analytics guy tells him, you're worried about the third possession, which never happened because you didn't get... The first decision correct. So Kyle, in the decision and the explanation, and enough of your stupid analytics guy already. Uh, lame ball to both of them. Well, we I don't think we've ever had double lame balls, but I, it's Kyle Shanahan, so we're doing it now. Okay, this is ridiculous. <laughs> you gave Mahomes the ball the worst possible time in the biggest game of the season. That's just number one. So I'll just play off what you said there. You also forgot that the guy that was running it down the throat of the Kansas City Chiefs to start this game and was doing everything right in Christian McCaffrey, you forgot he existed for most of the latter part of the second quarter and almost the entire third quarter, and then you remembered at the end of the fourth quarter in overtime, oh, that's right, I have the offensive player of the year in the NFL on my team, and maybe this is the best way to try and win this game. And that's no shade against Brock Purdy, by the way. This guy just finds different ways every time he's in a Super Bowl to screw it up, to stub his toe, and look like an idiot. So, yeah, lame ball to Kyle Shanahan. Wow. All right. There you go. All right. Lame ball. And again, look, who am I to say this guy is a Hall of Fame broadcaster? He's done everything you could ever do. But really, Jim Nance, jackpot. Chiefs were in Vegas. I get yeah. it. I mean, I, I get used to like if it's a Final Four, I know what I'm getting. Oh, the jacket will fit for Georgia Tech. You know, the yellow jacket, all that cheesy stuff. He does. I get it. I, I've heard them all. I, I've written them all down. I've enjoyed the cheesy nature of the final calls over the years. But really, the jackpot, which by the way, might have also been something that might have been stolen from the Brent Musburger playbook. And maybe it was supposed to be an ode to Brent because it was kind of a Brent day, too. They had the whole Brent uh, special earlier maybe, in the day. Maybe. And maybe he should have, you know, hashtag ode to Brent when he did it because that was Brent's call uh, when he was doing the Raiders for those few couple seasons before they sent him off uh, to the old folks' home. But anyway, I just thought, come on, Nancy. Jackpot, really? And then when he was explaining the, the blackjack stuff earlier, it was completely wrong as well in the game. But. Anyway, look, I, I give, I again, grade him on a curve because he's got to work with Romo, but that was like, come on, jackpot. Really? You had all this time to think of it, and we went with jackpot. Anyway. 
Yeah. Jim Nance. Spe- speaking of jackpots, yes. and David Schwab might have stole my thunder on this one a little Do bit. It. But Timu. Yes. Like, re- really? You spend all that money, and, yeah. and that's what you give me? And by the way, what did you ask me earlier, or before the show, what did you ask me? I said, what is Timu? Or, no, I said, who was the ad for, and what were they? And you go, it's Timu, and I go, okay, what do they do? I had no idea. I mean, I'm watching the commercial, I'm like, I don't even know what this is. What and, is this place? And they spent millions upon millions of that dollars. Wasn't that, by the way, for the record, I wasn't drunk or anything. And you still didn't know. You still don't know what it is. Yeah, I That's really a problem. It, yeah. it was targeted at you, someone that doesn't know who Timu is. And I didn't even bother to what it, is. it. I didn't even care because the commercials made me mad. And I was they, like, I can't believe you wasted uh, this kind of money in a Super Bowl ad. Just donate the money to charity, damn it. It make a difference so in the world. So stupid. So yeah, yeah. Timu, lame ball, yeah. big time. All right, I got I got um, the fan duel for the lame ball as well, <laughs> and, and more specifically Gronkowski, who misses the kick. I mean, yeah. we heard about it all year, and again the the ad got cut off early. Like, what happened there? They cut it off early. Like they're try- they got Kay Adams on there. She's doing her thing, and she gets cut off. Like this, it was bizarre how clunky and quick and just. I don't know. Was that like a discounted ad? Did they get 15 seconds? Or look, we'll cut you guys a break. It'll be three and a half million because we're going to give you 15 seconds because it felt like it was only about 15 seconds. Gronkowski misses the chip shot field, go wide right, and then they're like supposed to do the wrap up and it's just like wiped off and it like got covered up by something on CBS. It was very weird. Very, um, you know, like I said, not the smoothest of operations and not, and again, the Gronkowski part of it. I mean, come on, dude. You've been practicing all year for this. So lame ball to Gronk and the whole goofy fan to lad stop doing it. And that's the least entertaining he's ever been. Right. And you, you, you get him. him for like right. some weird animated thing after like right. after he misses it, he does something stupid right. or whatever. You didn't even get that. So yeah, that was that was really bad. Uh another lame ball to go back to the game, George Kittle. I mean, this is a, you yeah. want to talk about a guy that really likes to run his mouth, that really likes to sure. put up a big showing, and all he put up was two catches for four yards. Okay, credit the Chiefs defense. They had a really good game plan, but I mean, when you've got when you've got a guy like Connolly showing up as a pass catcher and a yeah. special teamer more than you are for the 49ers, and they were spreading the ball around, and credit Brock Purdy for that, but man, you you got to come up bigger than that in a big game against against your guy across the field that's supposed to be your biggest competition, your biggest rival. Yeah, that that that's pretty lame to show up that small in the big game. So yeah, lame ball, George Kittle. All right, there are the lame balls and the game balls. If you want to hit us up, 757-687-9494. Ballyhoo's phone line, also the text line, 757-687-9494. All right, I'm going to get to uh, the Bears coming up in a bit. They made There's a lot of news about the Bears over the weekend. And again, for what it's worth, you know, reports at this point, we're still a long ways off from the draft, but I thought it was interesting. This came out this weekend. Clearly the biggest pregame shows of the year, so they knew who they were leaking this information to and why they wanted it out there. Um, K-Dub on the uh, text line says, um, Kyle definitely deserves criticism, but I feel like Brock Purdy played the best that he is able to and wasn't enough if they couldn't win with this squad against, uh, let's face it, a less than Chiefs team. They won't uh, until they upgrade a quarterback because the NFL is you must have an elite quarterback to play, not a decent quarterback or good. Yeah, but here's the problem: you can't just throw him out without a solution, right? Yeah, you're blaming the wrong dude. Yeah, I, I just I think they're going to roll with him. And again, you you have the opportunity next year with the money to be so low to to roll with him again. They're not going to be able to draft anybody, or you know, that's going to be better immediately or anything like that. So I, I don't see them doing it. All that being said, they had a chance to win it. You know, 
the guy, the jockey who was in the horse, dirt, certainly didn't help them with the way he handled the overtime. Uh, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. I mean, again, he's going to make a million bucks next year. I had somebody texted me last night, like, oh, they're going to get, go get Kirk Cousins. I was like, okay, sure. They're already over the cap, and they're going to add a, a quarterback at $20-plus million dollars a year. Not, not happening. Anyway, yeah, I think Purdy's fine. I don't think that's what the uh, scapegoat's going to be this year. Uh, but again, moving forward, yeah, it's, there's no guarantees they're back. I mean, they're really good, tough division, uh, no doubt. They're in the best conference, though, if you want to get back, that's for sure. Yeah. Sure as hell better yeah, than being in the true. AFC. Yeah. You're pounding your head against the wall against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs every year. All right, we'll get some more of these uh, texts and the game balls, lane balls on the other side. Uh, plus, again, the phone lines are open, Valley Hills phone line. And what the Bears' reports are all about this weekend with that number one, number one. We'll get to that next year. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. All right, we are uh, brought to you by Larry King, Law Injured and Accident Call, 757-INJURED, 757-INJURED. So the big buzz in the pregame show yesterday was that the uh, Bears are in search of a historical haul, a historical haul in order to move out of the number one pick um, in the draft. Of course, um, that would most likely at this moment be a Caleb Williams selection, but who knows? Maybe the Bears will fall in love with Jaden Daniels or Drake May during the course of all this evaluation, but they control the draft board. So if they're looking for a historical haul and they don't get it, that obviously means they are then going to move on from um, Justin Fields. They're not staying at one to take a receiver or an offensive tackle or a pass rusher. They're staying at one to take quarterback if that's in fact what they do. Um, part of this report from uh, Rap Sheet on Sunday was the Patriots were researching uh, the top quarterbacks in the draft. Shocker, they pick at three. The commanders at two are also expected to look into moving up. But again, if it, they're looking for history, they probably don't need to do it. Uh, so anyway, that's that's where all that noise is right now. We're going to hear a lot of it. We got a lot of months of this stuff. We only got a few more weeks until the um, combine, which is crazy. In less than a month, or really at a month, I guess for um for for uh, free agency because it's, it's 29 days right in um the world of uh, february and it's march 13th for um free agency so it's really four weeks from wednesday coming up so it's like 30 days so i was right i nailed it that is a month right look at you look at that. 30 days well away 30 days away t minus 30 days until nfl free agency so anyway uh, a lot of news with the commanders uh, coaching staff. We'll uh, get to that coming up in the uh, next hour. Uh, we got Kieran Donahue here at the top of the hour, the interim uh, basketball coach Old Dominion to talk to. But I want to get through a lot of these texts. We got so many of them. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, Brian in Hampton says uh, Chiefs first half offense, all a brother needed was a seven, four, or a one for my blocks. Sheesh. Oof. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. It happens. 804. Rick has a crazy idea. He says the Chiefs could have, should have attempted an onside kick to start overtime. Because best case, you get the ball and eliminate the 49ers opportunity to possess the ball, and you can win with a field goal. Worst case, you give up 25 yards of field position, and the Chiefs still get the opportunity to possess the ball regardless of what the 49ers may have done. I think it's a risk-reward scenario. It's not huh. a crazy, crazy idea, Dan Campbell. This no. is Dan Campbell is, is, is going by Rick now in the 804. That is not a crazy idea. It's not idea that now. crazy. Now, yeah, you'd be giving them the ball at the 40-yard line potentially. You're 40, right? I mean, take some big cojones. Because, again, it would just, you know, I think the coaches outside of Dan Campbell would be scared to do it because of the, uh, 
you know, because of the fact that, uh, you, you know, it's just too big of a risk rewards. Onside kicks, what are the percentages now? They're awful. All right, it's It's got to be in the single digits. Yeah, it's really bad. That's why I want to go to the fourth and 15 someday. But anyway, I, I understand where you're coming from. You're not, it's not, you're not the craziest person I know. Um, 757 said, I also thought number 22 should have gotten the MVP. He's been, uh, been different, but Pat was either going to score, but I think he watched the movie, the game plan where the kid was past the ball, <laughs> LOL, but he did earn the MVP with that clutch play. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's pretty good. That Mahomes kid's pretty good. Uh, 757 lane ball goes to Wilkes. The guy, uh, can't call a defensive scheme to save his life. Well, for a half, they kept him off the board. And he did. I mean, for a full half, he kept him off the board. I, I See, I don't think Wilkes was that bad. I mean, Wilkes, first of all, his defense had been playing poorly the previous two games. He called him out. They responded. Um, got Did a lot of good things, but they did not did not cash in enough in that first half. I mean, to be up 10-3 to three at halftime was nothing. You know, that, that's the problem. That interception to start the second half yeah. that they got to yeah. not cash in yeah, on that. didn't do anything with it. That's criminal. Yeah. Can't do that. Uh, Pittsburgh Ross says, Atlanta, analytics started in the NFL when coordinators started calling plays instead of the quarterback in game. By the way, Terry Bradshaw was the last quarterback to call plays and beat the numbers guys with it uh, when it mattered most. Yeah, let me try to think here. Was Bradshaw the last guy to call his own? Might might have been about around that time. That's a good question. Um, game ball uh, from Gary Celtic Gary says my brisket sliders. It took me less time than it took the Niners to learn the overtime rules. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lane ball. This is a good one. JJ wow. Watts hair. I can't tell if he had bed head or his dad scruffed his head saying "at a boy," <laughs> or he was in a boy band. Uh, or he's trying to be in a bad in a boy band. Yeah, I don't know what JJ Watt was doing with his style or his stylist was doing for him. There it was strange, right? Well, he and TJ were probably wrestling before yeah. the hit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, K Dub says uh, I'm looking at who falls in the draft. Doesn't matter if it's a one dollar or they won't win it all with them anyway. Their roster is going to talking about the 49ers, uh, the 90s Chargers, which is fine, but it won't get you to a Super Bowl. Matt Ryan might be a better comparison than Rivers. Yeah, I, I just, again, I, I mean, who's going to fall in the draft that's going to be better than Purdy? Now, Purdy was number one in passer rating in QBR. Purdy was not the problem last night at all. Again, we just went through some of the defensive things. We went through some of the offensive things, the strategy things. I mean, again, who, who's going to be better than Mahomes in a big game? Yeah. Josh Allen fans are just dialing it in right now. Uh, 757-687-9494. I mean, if we're trying to reach the Mahomes status, you're going to waste. It's a waste of time. It would cost the 49ers so much to do that. You know what I mean? They have a very good roster right now. They have a very good roster. And to go out and get a higher level quarterback, first of all, it's not even achievable at this moment. And you, you got to see, you got to work with this kid, see where it goes from here. I mean, seriously, you, this, that's your best option. And and here's the here's the flip side of that. You go out and you spend all that money on an on a upgraded quarterback. Let's use Kirk Cousins because that seems to be the one that everybody's pointing to. Okay, well, when you pay Kirk, you're going to have to let Debo go or Ayuk yeah. or one of yeah. these other. You're going to have to let one or two of these other guys go, and then who's he throwing to? Jawan Jennings? Yeah, that's a hell of a risk, by the way, to take Kirk, to go with Kirk Cousins. Not like he's, again, had these great right. postseasons. Uh, K-Dub or... Um, Let's see, where are we at here? Oh, no, this isn't Kata. Who is this? This is, is this, who is this? Who is this right here? 
Somebody's saying lame ball to it's seven five seven or eight oh four. A lame ball to um, Post Malone's America the Beautiful. I feel like it could have been fine, but you, all you could hear was the guitar. No way everyone uh, heard the rehearsal and said that's perfect. Okay, that's not Post Malone's fault though. That's whoever's running sound because I thought the same thing about thought? Yeah. I thought the same thing about the national anthem. You couldn't hear Reba McIntyre at all. No doubt. Breeze seven five seven draft day. The worst sports movie ever. Yes, of course it is. Yes. We've spoken about that at length. Glad to, I'm just glad Breeze gave me something without Seal's name in it. Um, <laughs> seven five seven. The Chiefs recover the onside kick in overtime. The 49ers still would get possession. Is that how that works? No, because I think that would be considered no, a turnover, right? I think that's a considered a turnover, right? Yeah. I would I, think I, I think that's that's considered. Yeah, I think it would be a turnover. I don't know. Did they have that in the lengthy uh, paragraph? Is this Kyle Shanahan telling me the overtime rules? I'm not sure. <laughs> well, if that's the case, then yeah, it totally kills it. I, first of all, nobody recovers onside kicks anymore. Um, so I think that's part of the problem. But yeah, I don't know if that would be considered a you know, possession. Yeah, I guess technically it wouldn't be. Is winning the toss considered yeah. possession? Well, is the question. No, but yeah, I mean, I, if you could just immediately do an onside kick, that's a good question. Nah, I think, I think they might be right because that would not be – then you'd just be flipping – you know, flipping your, you wanted it first after all. I, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like this is something that. It's a gray that, area. That is a great question. Uh, it's a gray area. We'll let the lawyers uh, hash it out. Oh, we'll let okay. the lawyers hash it out. All right. 757-687-9494. 757-687-9494. Hard to defend your, when your offense goes three and out three times in a row. Yeah. There is that part of it as well. And look, the Chiefs' defense dealt with the same stuff in the first half. The, took the uh, It took Patrick Mahomes that offense a while to get a first down, too. I mean, they had to deal with it. But as the time went on, you could tell who the the uh, team was that was had more legs, if you will. And it was the guys in red. Well, I guess they were – yeah, they were in red yesterday. They've been wearing white throughout the playoffs. That could have been a thing, too, by the way. Had they lost, they're like, why did you change your uniform colors? You were doing fine. Yeah, that's a good point, too. All right. But yeah, good point, 804. All right, let's grab uh, – all right, we talked here and Don here on the other side. A lot of commanders coaching news we'll get to. Uh, and we'll start looking at the early numbers for next season, who the favorites are and all that fun stuff. Scott Jackson, show Priority Auto Sports Radio. 94.1, we are brought to you by Larry King Law. James Witham's got your sports center.